Hi everyone, it's Marilyn Aloria and welcome to Who Can It Be Now? In a moment, you're going to hear a little bit of music and you're going to go into this incredible interview with Stephen Farmer. I am a big fan of Stephen Farmer. You are going to love him. He is a, just an amazing guy, author. Um, he has He's part of the uh, Common Sentient series, but he's authored many books, cards. I bought one of his uh, cards recently. He's just super cool and incredible. I just really enjoy him and just the way he does his work and how he, um, just how he presents it and everything. You're really going to enjoy that interview. If you like uh, Dr. Stephen Farmer, you can check him out, but you can also come into Membership for Your Soul. I'm going to give you a trial period where you could try out Membership for Your Soul for a dollar and check it out. And there's so many great teachers in there and he's just one of them. And you can study many, many different things and get a good taste for it as well as there's a lot of live portions to that uh, program as well. And you could get a taste of it for 30 days and see if you like it. And if you want to continue on, you continue on. And if you don't want to continue on, I would say mark your calendar for the 27th day so that you can make a really good, clear decision. Yeah, I want to continue on. How much do I have to pay? Or you know what? No, I don't think I want to continue on. And you email us and let us know. We have great customer service, so we will take care of you. But it is your responsibility to know when that 30-day period is up. I'd say the 27th day let us know. We also send you some emails too, reminding you. But you know, sometimes there's a thing called spam and the darn emails may end up in spam. So um, just got you covered, all bases, all covered. So if you want to check out Membership for Your Soul, check out the show notes for that trial dollar offer for 30 days and um, enjoy this recording. You're going to love, I love Stephen. He's such an incredible person and we had a really great time in this interview, and I know that you're going to enjoy it too. So you'll hear a little music and go into the interview. Have a great time. Hi, everyone. You're seeing a little bit of behind the scenes. Here we are. I'm here with Stephen Farmer, Dr. Stephen Farmer. I have to tell you, I met him... Um, I think it was like a couple of years ago, we had met each other, like I apparently I did a reading for him and stuff like that. And then we met and he came and did a class for membership and what we do with membership for your soul. And I'm going to tell you about him in a second, then let him talk because he's phenomenal. But we do membership for soul. We, we are so blessed and lucky to get these incredible teachers come in and they give us some content. They teach something special because I am not an expert in everything. I'm an expert in my little sphere. And then I bring in these other experts and then I have them teach something. And I was so friggin' lucky. I'm going to curse a little bit, I think on this one, but I'm gonna try not to, to get Stephen Farmer to teach a class. So he taught a class called healing ancestral karma. And what we're doing now, because we have so many amazing classes in membership for your soul, and you can check out membership for your soul at joinsoul.com. And I'm going to tell you how to find out about Dr. Stephen Farmer. Um, what we're doing now is bringing back the classes. Like even though the classes are always there, they're in the vault, but we want to get the whole community watching them again, you know, cause they're really good and we have new people and they didn't go there and there's all these new classes and it helps them to be accountable. And then Dr. Stephen Farmer comes back and he does an interview with me. And then he also does uh, a Q and A, a special Q and A with the members. So this is also going to go on my podcast. So those of you who are listening on my podcast, you could check out Dr. Stephen Farmer at his website, Dr. Stephen, S-T-E-V-E-N, Farmer, F-A-R-M-E-R.com, Dr. Stephen Farmer. He is the man. And then if you want to find out more about membership for your soul, you can go to joinsoul.com. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about him. And then I swear I'm not going to talk that much because he's got so much. Um, he's a licensed psychotherapist, shamanic practitioner, and author of several best-selling books and oracle cards, 
This is what I love about him. Including animal spirit guides, pocket guides to spirit animals, sacred ceremony, healing ancestral karma, earth magic, earth magic oracle cards, children's spirit animal cards, and the recently released messages from the ancestors oracle cards. Oh my goodness, you just must be so busy. And animals, personal tales of encounters with spirit animals. And he's also part of the Common Sentience book series that I'm part of. And what's the name of that book, uh, Stephen? Your book, the, the Common Sentience one, what's the name of it? It's uh, Animals, uh, Tales of Personal Encounters with Spirit Animals. So that's the one. Okay, good. All right, so let me tell you a little bit here. There it is. Yeah, I got it. I uh, what it. you're part of, you know, common sentience. Right. So he offers individual consultations in person or remote by Zoom. He draws from a wealth of training and experience as a psychotherapist, shamanic healer, and trauma recovery specialist, which I feel is huge right now for a lot of people who need this type of support. He offers a prop popular private mentoring program and serves on the board of the Society of Shamanic Practice. So you can find him at drstephenfarmer.com or... Go to Facebook and find him at Dr. Stephen Farmer. Hi, how are you? Uh, good. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm really good. An introduction. Yeah, thank you. Well, I super. I get a little like starstruck with you because you have, and I don't get that. I mean, I, I like worked alongside Neil Young and Mick Jagger, <laughs> really big people. <laughs> but there's something about you and how you present yourself in this world, and all the body of work that you have that I have a deep profound respect for your work and who oh, you bless are. You. Thank you very much. Yeah, appreciate it, Marilyn. <laughs> and vice versa. I respect the work that you're doing in the world too. You know, you're yeah. offering a lot. You know, and it really is about service. You know, we may get paid for it and it's such, but you know, really I think prior the priority is service, you know, and I think it's important to keep that in mind with whatever your particular purpose as you discover what your soul's purpose is, you know, to to really be of service. And there's an exchange that can happen too with that service. And these days, of course, it's, you know, cash, money, et cetera. Uh, nothing wrong with it. Um, and that's not the main reason we do what we do, as you well know. Uh, and yes, we have to pay attention to the left brain stuff, of course. Um, it's, uh, you mentioned the uh, messages from the ancestors oracle cards, and they just were released about three, four weeks ago. And I've done some readings with them and I'm, I'm very pleased, you know, at this point, very pleased. Um, I was very busy the last year, 2021, especially the last several months. So even during uh, the pandemic and all the craziness that was going on, it was an opportunity in a way, you know, to really dive into the work. And so I was juggling like three different projects that I was writing and two of them are out now and the other one's coming out in about two, three months. And, uh, I'm already, I, you know, I'm such a workaholic, Marilyn. <laughs> I'm already going, what else can I do now? What's my next book? You know, I'm already starting to brainstorm, you know, what I can jump into. Well, I'd love to talk about that, but I, before, cause I really think that that's important because we have a lot of creative people that listen to my podcast and are in membership and spiritual people tend to, they sometimes, well, let's just go there, but I want to talk about too, how you got to where you're at, but let's go here for a second. What is your advice to spiritual people? Because sometimes they get super distracted <clears throat> by all this different information and by the things they want to do. And you've been able to harness it and be really productive. So what do you feel like is the thing that's helped you to do that? Oh, my goodness. I always figure they're working me really hard. You know, I, I, I think I also think of the term calling. I think that we're not it, it isn't um, 
I really, it isn't about ambition. I mean, it's got to be there. You know, the ego stuff has got to be there to really want to move forward with something. But <clears throat> I think uh, many years ago, I realized that this is a calling for me, you know, to move from, let's say, being a psychotherapist, you know, for quite a few years, and I still am, I, I, I bring a lot of the training from that into my work as well that I did uh, years ago. But to move from there to taking a shaman, a course, two day course in shamanism and introductory, totally introductory, and then gobbling up trainings, because I knew this was the next step, it was really a calling. And I think they, they, the guides, you know, choose well, you yeah. know, they, they, in a sense, choose those of us, like myself, who, um, um, I'm a Capricorn, a triple earth sign, I'm, you know, I love my work. Um, I apologize, I have two daughters, grown daughters and grandchildren, all that, uh, three grandchildren, actually lovely children. And uh, my daughters who want um, my, my youngest daughter, I said something to her, you know, I kind of been hiding out because I've been working so much. And she just kind of wrote back and laughed, you know, kind of with a laugh. <laughs> she says, I know you well, you've been doing that your whole life, you know, working. <laughs> so she's accustomed to it and knows me well and knows that I'm in a work cycle, pretty intense work cycle. So advice to others. Um, you're right. I think it's easy to get caught up in other distractions. So I, that's one thought, Marilyn, is is really treated as a calling, you know, that you're providing a service. Um, and I, there's a saying I got uh, somewhere along the way, if you get nervous, think about service, you know, just to really focus on that. That's a difficult time, even writing, you know, there's, I cannot tell you how easily it is to get distracted, you know, with writing suddenly, oh yeah, I haven't done my emails yet, you know, and I've set aside this time to write. But usually it's like kind of going through a, almost like going through a bunch of reeds or something like that, you know, wading through the water and the reeds and everything to get to the forest. And then I'm in the forest and, you know, once I'm in, it's, it's difficult to step out. You know, that, that maybe is just who I am, the way I'm wired, that's part of it. But I think it's that dedication and that understanding that what I'm doing, I believe, sincerely believe more than believe, I know it is. I know that it's going to be a service to others. And I know you can relate to it, Marilyn. And I know that a lot of the people that are listening in today can relate to that. It's just a calling. It's about service. It's about um, making sure what your priorities are. I, I have, um, I'm actually mentoring people, a few people that are in the process in various stages of writing their book or a book. Uh, which is a real privilege for me to be able to offer what I can, you know, from my experience. But I've also heard a lot of people say, I think someday I'll write a book. Mm -hmm. When? Yeah. You know, when? <laughs> Get to it, man or girl, you know, just go, you know, go for it, you know, do it, sit down, write. Uh, like a good friend of mine, uh, you may know her, Lisa McCourt. I, I checked in with her. Well, she's uh, she's a dear. I've known her for many, many years. And I called her once when I was working on a writing project and I was stumbling over, like, what do I do? And I, you know, just consulting with her because she has um, ghostwritten some stuff and also written some stuff herself. And I remember her words. They were just two words that she kept repeating over and over. She said, Stephen, just write. Yeah. And I went, well, yeah, but, but uh, no, Stephen, just write. You know, she'd said it three or four times before I really got what she was saying. Mm -hmm. 
So I don't know if that's helpful, but I, I think that you, you will be tempted, you will be distracted, but remember you're on a mission. Get clear on what your purpose is and your mission. Purpose is an overriding sort of a couple of words that would describe what you're doing here. You know, what are you on the planet for? And then mission is how it, how it manifests. You know, where am I gonna go with this? I'm a teacher healer. You know, I, I've been that, that could characterize my work throughout my life as teacher healer. The mission has changed you know, at different times, writing a book, doing oracle cards, uh, teaching, etc., going from psychotherapy to shamanism, and then including all the training from my therapy days. Well, as I listen to you, you know, there's a couple of things I want to ask you, but the first thing, when you're talking about your process, I almost like got the feeling of when you're in there, first of all, you're channeling, obviously, I don't know if that's what you call it, like the information is flooding through you. It feels like a very peaceful, creative place. It feels like a very passionate inspired place is that what it feels like to you when you're in there i would say those are um, two good words um yes i channeling is okay i call it you know there's there's communication i do that every morning you know i check in with either my my power one of my power animals or uh lately in the last several years it's been the ancestors mm -hmm. now, or i'll just say the teacher you know that's enough you know teacher and then I, I download, you know what, again, you know, yeah, yeah, I do. speaking to the choir here, you know, it's a download where, okay, teacher, ancestors, Raven, it doesn't matter in a sense, or for some people it's the angels. Uh, you know, I, I like ancestors because they have gotten a hold of me here in the last few years. Yeah, the book, you mentioned one book, Healing Ancestral Karma, the new cards, probably some more. I, I just don't know at this point, but hey, suit up and show up. You know, that's what I'm going to do. That's a good phrase, suit up and show up. Yeah. So I want to, so I'm going to stay with this because I really feel that this is beneficial to a lot of people who have been sitting on the fence, not getting their spiritual projects forward. So in the morning, when you're sitting down and you're opening up to spirit, like your ritual, you said he made a sound like, and what people on the podcast won't understand is like, he was just like, it just is there. That's the feeling I got. So you'll call in teacher or spirit and then explain a little bit about that experience. I would love to hear. Uh, sure, it's, uh, gosh, I started, uh, I think I probably got about a 12, 12 to 14 years of journals. Mm -hmm. And I won't say every day, but probably 90% of 90% of, of the days I've gone, I've gone into this. First off, it depends. Sometimes I'll sit down and I'll do what I call just a chat. Hey, you know, this is going on, da, 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 you know, and then I'm, I'm tomorrow I'm going to be going to do this and this just kind of chatty stuff. And then I take a break for a second and I step back from it. Uh, I really think it's important to breathe, you know, to breathe into it. Take maybe three or four deep, slow breaths, relax my body as much as I can. Put my hands on the keyboard right up, you know, right as like a T, you know, for the teacher and then a, a colon and then wait. Mm, love that. See what, see what shows up. And all of a sudden, you know, it's, it's really kind of a weird dissociation. I, I feel, I know I'm here and I know this is the body that's here and somewhere this is me, but the hands, notice I said the hands, mm -hmm. it's almost like they're not my hands. They are, but they aren't. That's the paradox. You know, I'm here, but I'm not, I'm not fully present in my usual state of consciousness. It's an altered state that 
with the years of practice I've had doing hypnosis, meditation, etc., shamanic journeying, uh, it's fairly easy to shift into what I would call a mild altered state. And when I say altered state, I mean, it's not the usual state of consciousness. It's, it's slightly, I would say, outside of that. Yeah, you know, and so my hands go onto the keyboard and stuff that starts writing and I'm, I'm listening in my head, I'm listening. And sometimes I'll even comment, you know, I go, well, that's a, that's a good word. I have to remember that. Okay, keep writing. <laughs> Just like that. I love words too. So they'll throw a word at me that I wouldn't ordinarily use. What was it two, three days ago? They used the word egregious in oh. some sentence. Yeah, I know. Isn't that a great word? Oh, yeah. The... And it's not in your regular, it wouldn't be my vocabulary. <laughs> no, it's not something we go yeah. and say, well, I'm feeling egregious today. Yeah. And I look it up and it's something like, um, really bad, you know, very egregious, you know, that kind of thing. That's the best I could come. I'm still not clear on the definition, but isn't, I, see, I just love words, egregious. Yeah. That's very egregious, love the O'Marillon, <laughs> you know, something like that. So um, they'll throw those things at me. And I know that it's like, you, it's not my usual way of speaking. It's not really in my vocabulary. In fact, I barely know what it means. So then I have to look up these words, you know, it's pretty fascinating. And um, I, I just, I feel a little rush of emotions. I say, I feel really cared for, mm-hmm. you know, by my guides, uh, the, the ancestors, they continue to reassure me if I have doubts, skepticism, etc. So I would suggest to anybody who is listening now is give it a shot, you know, sit down, whether you do it longhand or whether you do it on the computer is to go through that process. Like I just said, get a journal going. If you don't have a journal going, let it be those downloads. And some days you'll get two sentences and other days you'll get a, a page or a page and a half, you know, it just depends. But let that be the flow. You know, is one way to put it. So no. I, want to, I love that. And thank you for sharing your experience of it because that's gonna really help people because people complicated as we know. And your description of your experience was really, I feel like it's gonna be beneficial for a lot of people. Um, my question to you, I have so many questions, but I want to go to the trauma place for a second because your tools and your techniques are extremely beneficial for people who are experiencing trauma, at least for me, I would say. So when I was, I'm not going to tell a lot of my story because it's about you. And I really encourage people to check out Stephen Farmer's website, stephenfarmer.com, because if you're looking to be creatively, uh, coached spiritually coached into something look at his services because i just took a look at them and they look phenomenal and i feel like they'll be really beneficial to people who are not getting Thank off the fence but um i remember going through really deep deep therapy when i first opened up and i was really a mess it, it was very difficult and i had i went to cards to kind of help me because you're so like confused so i want to ask you a little bit about like being a psychotherapist helping people through trauma and how your tools can help them to find some peace in very anxious times right now. Like, just share a bit about that, because I want to know. Oh, I if I, I confused you with my question, let me know. No, I get it. You know, it's about trauma. I, I, generally, I would say about trauma and trauma recovery. Um, I've done uh, two specific trainings in uh, tr- understanding trauma. One was uh, the EMDR, the eye movements, yeah. or clicks or hand tapping, you know, but some bilateral uh, clicks or eye movements that, that sort of mixes up the right and the left brain, you know, to access uh, when we start feeling the things that we feel about a memory, 
is to be able to access that so we balance it a little bit more with, uh, let's say, the left brain. Um, as a really good tool, Bessel van der Kolk, I remember listening to him talk, and he really, he, uh, he was very supportive of that process. He thought it was really a good thing. You don't have to be, he, he said at that time, this is a few years ago, it doesn't matter about the practitioner. You know, it's the methodology. I differ a little bit. I think it does matter um, to some extent about the practitioner. And then I did, um, gosh, I, I don't remember exactly when, Marilyn, but a few years ago, a three-year training in something I was introduced to called Semantic Experiencing by Peter Levine. Yeah. And I'll tell you, that was the one that uncapped things for me. I went, this is it. I get it. It's that uh, one uh, simple premise is that trauma lives in the body. Mm-hmm. And I've always been, I'd say most of my career as a psychotherapist, I've been, I would call a body-oriented psycho, uh, psychotherapist, uh, you know, questioning what's going on in your body as you talk about this stuff. What I learned from the somatic therapy or experiencing is how you manage it. <laughs> because um, I was the kind of therapist back in the early days where People would come in, they're angry, you know, we find they're angry at their mother, I throw a pillow on the ground, I say, okay, get on the ground, beat the shit out of your pillow. You know, it's very dramatic. But uh, what I also noticed in retrospect is that uh, next week's session, they would cancel. <laughs> and um, why was it too much? I remember that when therapists- Too much, too soon, too, yeah. much, too soon. Why? Because when you are traumatized, and especially if you had repeated trauma, and even more especially if it's childhood trauma because you don't have the kind of defenses we might have as an adult is that um your body and your instinct does what it has to to help you survive period those gifts or that way of adapting to the traumatic circumstance are extremely useful that's why if you've had childhood trauma, thank your body, thank your instinct for taking good care of you to get you to this point. You know, that's, that's, that's a foundational truth about trauma, you know, is that you, you're here because your body took care of you, your instinct, more specifically your instinct. We are animals. Let's start there. And there are certain characteristics of animals when they perceive a threat. Same as us uh, apes, you know, monkey bodies. First thing, if I have a perception, it could be something I'm hearing, something I'm seeing that could potentially be life-threatening. I don't know right away, but potentially. What do I do first? Alert, then assess. Watch yourselves, guys, when you hear a loud noise or anything like that, what do you do the first thing? You know, depending on the the volume, you know, the extent of the uh, stimulus that's causing that reaction. What do you do next? Let's suppose that this fact is does have the potential uh, to be a life threatening experience. Alert, assess, and this happens like that, by the way, you know, it it isn't a thought out in the usual way mentally. It's instinctive. And this is a, a point I want to stress. So what happens then you alert, you alert yourself, you assess what's going on. And then if there is danger, you want to get out of there. That's the first step. Now we talk about a fight flight, but let's go a little deeper than that. Yes, we, we feel, whoa, let me get out of here. Okay. That's number one. That, that's just an automatic choice. 
then if we can't get out, what do we do? What do animals do? You know, they go so far, they, they get aggressive, they do whatever they can to get out. You know, uh, animals that, that unfortunately are caught in traps, you know, they'll chew their leg off just to get out, oh. they get out. I know it's ugly, sorry, but that's the extent of what it, what the instinct wants to do. So can't get out, what do you do? You're trapped. Next choice you may have is to fight. That's the fight flight in a different way, expanded a little bit more. So you try to, you fight your way out. You do what you can to get away from that situation, but you want to fight your way out. So you turn to aggression as a, as a means of doing so. Here's the is most interesting, especially in light of the last two years. Uh, the predator assess or alert assess. Oh, I can't get away. Okay, what do I do? Fight. What if I can't fight? I collapse. Same. We have had an invisible predator hanging around for the last two years. We've read a lot about it. You know, we've gone through the motions with the vaccine and masks and everything out. But there's this lingering feeling, and I get it in the populace. If you guys feel uh, any kind of tension or anxiety kind of uh, in your belly, and you're going, well, I, you know, I don't know what that's about. I don't know what that's about. Guess what? You are sensitive. You are empaths. And there's a wave of that fear that is running through the populace. I cannot prove it, nor do I have any desire to prove it. But it's the experience and an observation and a download about how that how that works. So we're in situations, although apparently there's some relief coming. I, I you know, so I read or know what to read, what to believe these days. Mm -hmm. But there, but still, there's this lingering sort of anxiety. In fact, there's there's been reports. I'm sure many of you have come across these about an increase in depression and anxiety mm -hmm. you know that's the collapse that anxiety is sort of like fear that's encapsulated we don't know what to do with it we look for attribution you know maybe we get angry at our spouse or something like that we don't know where that's coming from you know so it, the, the fear that we might call anxiety wants some sort of expression okay so back to trauma okay please no, what I'd like to, I want to hear what you want to go back, but I want to hear how your tools, especially now, because I feel they can help people when they're in that collapsed state. Yes, uh, you got it. Here's the deal about, um, I'm going to, I'm going to draw from the paradigm, somatic experiencing first. Okay. What, what we want to do, let's say if I'm working with you, uh, Marilyn, and you come in and something comes up in the conversation, you know, I, I won't go into it. I'm not looking to an for an example from you, but uh, as if you're my client, okay? Um, I wanna do, do an inquiry about it, but what I might notice is that, oh, you're telling me about a, oh, not necessarily a childhood trauma, but something that happened to you maybe 10, 15 years ago that really changed the course of your life. You were in a, you were nearby in a, a building that exploded you know, and you've never been quite the same since then. So uh, I might at first say a little bit about, um, start to ask you questions a little bit about that. But again, too much too soon. We don't want to go there right away and have you sit and, you know, beat pillows or something like that. So I might ask you a little bit, but then I'm going to shift the conversation to something called resources. And this is in answer to your question what's important in re tra trauma recovery it's like real estate you know location 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 in trauma recovery it's resources 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 simple 
not always easy to put into effect, but they're spiritual resources, physical resources, mental resources, emotional resources, support groups. That's why, in spite of the criticism of 12-step programs, I think they're great, yeah. you know, because you get like-minded people, people dealing with the same issue, friendships, therapists, counselors, you know, people that you can resort to. So I, I may change the topic a little bit and go on. You know, you said that when uh, last night you, you, it, it actually snowed uh, and, and you said you enjoy the snow. What that can do then is conjure up a memory and a physical sensation of pleasantness. So the principle is called titration or that's one name for it. So what I'm going to be doing is going back and forth with you between the memory, which is again encapsulated in the body and the resources, you know, pleasant memories. And if you can't think of any, let's create one, you know, a meadow, nice breeze, etc., so that we can go back and forth between the two. You don't want to jump into that, that whirlpool. Yeah, <laughs> go all the way down. What you want to do is put your feet in the water, and then go back to this nice, pleasant hot tub over here. <laughs> and feel the warmth and the soothingness of the body. It's, you get the point. So in somatic experience, that's one of the principles is to titrate. That's like the uh, dental term, I think, where they put a little novocaine, a little bit more, you know, to see how you're doing. But in this sense, it's being able to weave back and forth between these two. And I, that's an invaluable lesson, I'll tell you, because the body has certain aspects of it that are, you could say are frozen. You know, if I'm in a traffic accident and I'm talking to you as a therapist, I'm the client. And you say, well, or, or what about that explosion? Let's turn it around. And as soon as you even say that word explosion, watch. Yeah. And not, yeah. not involuntary. Yeah, yeah, no, because it's like, it's that, the, like Bessel van der Kolk, who's one of my heroes in trauma recovery, wrote a book called The Body Keeps the Score. Yeah, I've heard about that book. Oh, it's a great book. You know, I recommend it to everybody. Levine's book, Waking the Tiger. Gabor Mate, another leader in the field here. And, you know, others, but those three come to mind immediately. So then you would say, you know, Stephen, I noticed that your body kind of did this, and you might um, mirror it for me. Yeah. So here's what I want you to do. And this is another SE, I'll call it, somatic experiencing. Here's what I'd like you to do, Stephen. I'd like you to recreate that, but do it really slow. So I go, okay, that's kind of weird, but let me, let me give it a shot. So watch my shoulder. I won't go through a whole thing with it, but see the shoulder going up? Yeah, yeah, I do. And the head's going back? Yeah. But look what else is happening. What's going on? The body's discharging energy. Wow, interesting. Isn't that, isn't that fascinating? Yeah. Or it might be tears. Yeah. Or it might, you might see a flushing. Mm -hmm. There's different ways that the body releases some of that frozen energy and that's what we're really after is to help the body be more fluid and connect with the mind in that way so the mind can reflect on that and go wow okay you know the shoulder has been pretty stiff you know and one pass isn't going to do it necessarily but it's a start you see what i mean isn't that cool <laughs> i do no i know i actually tried emdr last year and it was very helpful um and it's interesting this is how psychic dr stephen farmer is uh, when you were saying, we're not going to go into your example, but something like 10, 15 years ago. And for me, it was 9-11. I was in Manhattan during 9-11. So uh, mm -hmm. then you said the, uh, something, a building exploded. I was like, okay, we're here, you know? 
Um, but my, my, so I understand like everything you're sharing, but I still going to, this is what I love about you. You're so, um, humble. I still feel with what you're sharing that your tools, when I'm not in front of a therapist, when I'm not in front, when it's three o'clock in the morning and I'm waking up with anxiety, going to your type of cards or going to the ancestor cards is going to help me to get through a difficult moment. Don't you agree? I would agree. Yeah, there are ways, you know, to one thing that I've been uh, touting a lot lately, Marilyn, that uh, again, uh, I one of my heroes, Bessel, talked about this too in his book, amongst other uh, methodologies, creative expression. Mm. I feel like everybody's got to have something like that, mm. you know, that has no real uh, you don't get paid for it. You're not uh, you're not setting a goal. You know, I'm going to fit necessarily but something expressive. I've done things with a couple of clients here and there. It's really cool as a uh, Marilyn and I'm pretending here, but Marilyn, you got 10 minutes, write a poem. Yeah. Get up and dance. Love that. <laughs> Sing. Mine is, uh, you know, I've got a couple of different things, but you know, playing music, didgeridoo, flute, singing, you know, those are great. And yes, I've written poetry. I can't say that it's great poetry. It doesn't matter, you know, but it's some odd way to express myself, you know, and just, again, wordplay. Yeah. Um, not to go and put out a book of poetry. That's not the point. <laughs> I'm never going to do that. I know that, you know, no calling, no ambition, <laughs> whatever. But wow, you know, this stuff that I wrote uh, probably about a month ago, I look at it, you know, I looked at it a few days ago, I went, Phew. Yeah, that's powerful. I don't know what it means, but it's powerful. So creative expression, I think, is vital, especially, again, the context that we're dealing with now and we have for the last few years. Mm -hmm. uh, laughter, yeah. related to that, laughter. Do something fun, playful. Uh, we all went out, we being uh, Jessica, my wife, and also, um, I would call her business manager, you know, takes care of the, the details of my business. Uh, her mother, who lives with us, mother-in-law, pleasant woman, you know, and her two daughters, my stepdaughters. We went out, we had a blast. We went out to dinner to celebrate Jessica's birthday. We were laughing like crazy, just silly stuff, memories, things like that. But it was such a, a, a nice release. And uh, again, social, <laughs> that's important too. Uh, you're tempted to maybe withdraw, you know, and isolate. Well, go against the grain, go against habit you know, reach out. It's okay. So those are some ideas too, as to things you can do. You could stand all of you that are on the chat room, you stand up, stand up, stretch. Yeah. See what that feels like. Move your body, you know, in some way, yoga, Tai Chi, or just turn on a, uh, turn on a tune that you like rock and roll, you know, do it. <laughs> you know, any of those things I think are, are really helpful for recovering from a traumatic experience. And if you've had a, a lengthy childhood of traumatic experience, that's a little tougher, but you can still do it. You know, because again, it's it's sort of embedded in the body. So you want to be able to release it a little bit at a time. Exercise, critical, yeah. really critical exercise. Whatever form attracts you, appeals to you. So there's a, a litany of things that you can do that while you may not think of it as, oh, I'm recovering from trauma, you don't have to, but it helps. Believe me, it helps. Oh, don't believe me. Try it. 
don't believe me and don't disbelieve me. Give it a try. Yeah, no, I agree with all of that and I love it. So I'm going to take a little bit. How do, how when we heal ancestral karma and ancestral, does that heal ancestral trauma? Like what is, because that's the subject of your class we're revisiting too. And that's a big subject of your books now. It's about ancestors. And then the deck is the ancestral oracle cards. How do our ancestors help us today? And how are we helping to heal that energy with them today? Uh, that's an excellent question. Yeah, there is an exercise in the book, Healing Ancestral Karma. And um, try, I can't remember if I, I ran that in the, the class I taught, but basically it's connecting with an ancestor that, let's say a condition that you have physical, mental, emotional, spiritual condition even, and you identify it as specifically as possible. And there's a whole setup where you, you um, find the ancestor with the help of spirit that most um, had the most problematic, uh, let me say this correctly, that, that um, has the same condition, you know, the one that has it the most. And then you send uh, with the help of uh, the angels, Archangel Michael, typically uh, healing love and light to them that heals them in the afterlife because you ain't done when you're dead. Sorry, yeah. guys. You know, there's more. Yeah, you probably explored that, but. Um, no, no, no. I want you to share. I'm just saying, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you're not done. You got, uh, there's there's uh, a couple of movies that are related to that. Uh, Albert Brooks, you know, thing about uh, defending your life, really a comedy, you know, Meryl Streep's the angelic one. That's yeah. <laughs> on to the next level and Albert has to work hard at it. Anyway, all that stuff. Another Japanese movie where you're, at a way station, you get to take one memory with you for the rest of your life, mm. which I thought was really an intriguing question. So um, you send this and then once they have uh, experienced that, that gift, really, they send the condition, the heal condition back to you. And then you watch what happens. Okay, that's one thing. Second is whatever work you're doing, not only um, I remember from the Course in Miracles, the one piece that I, I has stayed with me is when I am healed, I am not healed alone. Oh, nice. Yeah. And um, another uh, very gifted uh, psychic medium friend, uh, when I was talking to her about this, uh, she said, oh, yeah, you know, when we do the healing, it goes forward, descendants, and it goes backwards to our ancestors. That's so great. those of you who are listening in, whatever you're doing is going to benefit those who come after you and those who've come before. And I, I, I really get that, you know, the healing we do goes forward and backwards, like, like my friend said. So, okay. um, and yes, they are, uh, you know, they're working me, they're, more and more we're hearing about the ancestors because uh, in contemporary culture, we really don't think of our ancestors or we haven't. You know, we think of deceased loved ones, which is fine. But when you start to think of ancestors, that's what uh, has been very intriguing uh, about this uh, Oracle card deck. It, actually, as it developed, and I'm saying it in third person, it developed. Uh, I was the agent, definitely. I was there when it was written. Um, I look at it now and I, I read something from it. I go, well, that's pretty good writing. <laughs> that happened. <laughs> you know, sounds pretty good. But it's proven just in a few readings to be really interesting. But what was created as a structure to understand ancestors for the purpose of this deck was it was it was it's divided into four different categories. 
the master ancestor is a category by itself mm. and it's dna oh interesting think about it yeah and there's a whole story <clears throat> there's a whole story that goes with that which is it takes too long to tell but dna is the master ancestor think about it consider it yeah second is then when we go back four and a half billion years i mean you think about four and a half billion years how in the heck did you get here yeah exactly <laughs> wow i mean that's a big wow you know if you just pause and contemplate that wow what a miracle what an absolute miracle we got to start treating it as a, mir a miracle that life exists at all on this planet in a credible diversity not just humans so the second category is what I called, um, or what is called primordial, mm -hmm. simple, basic elements, earth, air, fire, and water. That's the stuff that all of this is made of, <laughs> earth, air, fire, and water. Um, the third one is prehistoric ancestors. That's plants, <laughs> animals, trees, those elements of the earth that have been here before we came on board before any animal well ultimately any animals start showing up and then from there the human animal or the apes showed up so um that makes a more and more makes a great deal of sense you know if you think if you reach back far enough in time that makes absolute sense where'd the dna come from well again i got a story I don't know if it's true or not. It doesn't matter. It's a it's a soul story. You know, it tells the story of the soul. There's no way I have proving it. Little beings that came across space and some of them landed here on the planet when it was forming. And then the fourth category, I think, is very interesting. I call them archetypal ancestors, and these would be oh, like, yeah, it is. It's very interesting, like writer. Yeah. Words, you know, that'd be the theme. Um, artist. I couldn't put everybody's grandma and grandpa in. Yeah. So you have an archetypal grandmother, an archetypal grandfather, an archetypal mother, an archetypal uh, father. So if you, uh, when you think of grandfather, for instance, it may not be a specific person. It might not be your biological grandfather that you refer to when you think of grandfather as an archetypal ancestor. It might be an elder or a man of wisdom of some sort that you look to as a grandfather. It might be a spiritual grandfather. The one that I, uh, I met several years ago in a shamanic initiation uh, tells me, told me he's 25,000 years old. He was first embodied on the earth. That's a grandfather. I used to call him grandfather with a capital G. Yeah. Now he lets me use his name, but it took a few years before he gave me permission to speak his name in public. So that's a that's an archetypal uh, grandfather artist. You might think of a specific artist, you know, that uh, whether maybe they lived 200 years ago, but they become um, a mentor to you uh, across time and space. That's an archetypal ancestor. It really broadens the scope of what we consider to be ancestors. I, it works for me. You know, it makes a lot of sense. And it uh, the book, the, the message is here. Excuse me. Hiccup. Wow. And like I said, uh, what I'm pleased with is some of the readings that we've done, and Jessica's even said uh, that this, um, one of the uh, decks that's been, uh, actually my best-selling uh, publication is the Earth Magic Oracle Cards. And she gave me twice now, she said, these are as good as 
they're comparable to the Earth Magic cards. So I'm happy with them. I'm not sound like I'm selling the cards. I, I don't know what I'm doing. It's just that we're talking about ancestors. They sound amazing. So I have two quick questions and then we're going to move off the Facebook Live into um, Q&A with just the members for a few minutes. Sure. But the question, the first question I have is you referred to, first of all, the way that those cards are broken out sound amazing. Do you have them in front of you? Because I'd love to see a shot of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I may ask you to do something. Yeah. Um, I'll show you the cover. That's great. Yeah, that's what I'd love to see. So the messages from the ancestors it sounds amazing. Absolutely amazing. And you said something very interesting because you said when you want to heal something in your physical body and then you can communicate to the ancestor. And I was listening to something yesterday about how by the third generation, the ancestors get forgotten because they're carried for like two generations, the stories, who they are. And then by the third generation, so I was thinking about my niece and nephew, they're not gonna really know about my great grandparents the way that I know about them. It's true, the stories aren't getting carried down. So my question to you, even though I just did all of that, when you're talking to an ancestor or working with an ancestor for a healing, am I understanding this, that you may not actually know who the ancestor is? Correct. What uh, in the process, which uh, actually was described, and I give him credit in uh, the book, David Furlong, he says, work just with the previous three generations, mm. because truly it does get more diffuse as you go back. You know, we're talking about a different take when I went into that description of the ancestors. I actually like your take for me personally, because I don't want to work with these people. <laughs> yeah, I thought you would. I, you'd love the cards, Marilyn. I know you yeah. would. You know, I know you would. So um, we work with just the previous three generations, even if I didn't know my great grandfather. Yeah. You know, when I set up uh, in imagination, set up the chairs or I call on them through my imagination to be a more accurate way to say it, maybe a uh, spirit points to my great grandfather, but I don't have an image of him yeah. you know, or a memory of him. Still, I trust spirit. Yeah. This guided me and directed me there. So if I have, let's say, uh, some kind of a heart condition that I want to work on. Okay, I'll work with the great grandfather in that way, in that circular way, where I, I give something and then I receive something, you know, as an exchange. Okay. Yeah, it's it's very it's a very cool process. It works, and um, it again brings in conceptually as well, you know, that oh, the ancestors can really help us out. Man, I'll tell you, they're knocking at the door these days. Yeah, they're going, Psst, come on, you guys, wake up, wake up. And we're heeding the call. That's a nice, yeah. we are heeding the call. So where do we find your cards and your book? Is it all on your website, drstephenfarmer.com? And are they yeah. at Barnes and Noble, Amazon? Yeah, all the usual places. Yeah. Even okay. my, uh, <laughs> one of my clients, uh, a teenage teenager, uh, she came in uh, last week and said, guess what? I saw your cards with my friends. In Barnes and Noble, and I saw your cards. I got so excited, you know, and I'm going, all right, <laughs> like that. Yeah, so go to, uh, you can go to my website, you can go to Amazon, of course. Uh, Amazon, you can get, find almost anything on Amazon, and uh, Barnes and Noble, uh, and there's probably other places, but I would say those are the three main ones that you can find the cards. So I really encourage everybody to check out his website because you can tell that this is what I love about him, Dr. Stephen Farmer, is that. He's got a whole, it's, I've been calling it an infinite tool chest of skills and tools to help you support you on your journey. 
And because it's like all that wisdom, it's just infinite. It just keeps you, you even said it yourself, the way that like it wrote through, it came through me, the writing and the way you work with um, clients and stuff. So definitely check out his website, drstephenfarmer.com. Look at his services, shop, Oracle readings, about events, everything. Um, I was going to ask you to do something, but before I do that, is there anything else that you would like to share with us that I have not touched upon? Because I know you have another book coming out. You have a lot of stuff happening. Uh, so yeah, you've got got... Virtual retreats and stuff. You've got to go heal plus create a virtual retreat. I just love this. I'm sorry. You got to go to his. That website. is great, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Jacobs. <laughs> yeah. I've got a, actually, we're going to do this, uh, you know, in person, a couple of events coming up uh, again, they're on my website. I don't have the dates locked in, but it's March something or other. A colleague and I are doing a retreat in Joshua Tree. I saw uh, that, the Spirit Quest. Center. Yeah, Spirit Quest with uh, a dear friend of mine and a colleague, um, whose name I'm spacing for some reason, Marissa. Yeah, Marissa Ryan, who's also another gifted psychic medium. So uh, we've done this off and on, uh, other than a gap for a couple of years, um, probably over about seven or eight years. You know, and we just have a great time. Oh, it's the desert. Great time to go to the desert. And then Sedona in April. And wait a second. I'm looking at this and it's so reasonably priced, guys. So you have to go check yeah. it out. I mean, I'm looking at this because I'm like, oh, I may be into this. And I'm like, wow, Joshua Retreat Center. I'm not going to go into the whole thing, guys. Go to his website and check it out because that's a very affordable price, in my opinion. I know we all can't. Yeah. I can't say that for everybody because we all have different financial experiences and our life happening right now. So um, check it out and see if yeah. it's possible for you. Yeah, it's, it's reasonable. Um, and we're limited too by the uh, space that we've rented uh, for the retreat. So I think we've got up to maybe 25 people. Um, and then April, another event that's been an annual event, uh, we did it one year online, but now it's coming back to where it's actually taking place is uh, one of uh, not only mine, but a lot of people's favorite place, Sedona. Yeah, it's the gathering of shamans and it's uh, headliner is Don Miguel Ruiz mm. and then uh, oh gosh some other people are just great gifted teachers and healers Heather Ashamara I don't know if you've heard of her but mm. she's doing some great work too in the world and uh, Don uh, Jose Ruiz his two sons are out there Don Miguel and Don Jose uh, anyway those are things that are coming up where people can actually attend and um, yeah, go to my website. There's a bunch of stuff on there you can explore. There's videos, there's articles, uh, gives you my schedule. You can sign up for a newsletter if you wish. So yeah, check it out. And uh, that way you can keep track of what I'm, what's uh, going on in my work. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. Okay, I don't know if this is possible because I want to go into the members area and I don't want to run out of time. Is it possible to pull one card out of your new deck for everybody? I was hoping you would ask. Yay! And then we're going to go into privates with a uh, member. Do this. Um, give me one sec. I want to do a prayer. I thank you, ancestors. Thank you for the gift of this vehicle that transmits the messages that um, are needed by whoever um, is listening at this point. I thank you for the gift and thank you for uh, incredible. Um, support in the creation of these cards. I know you've been with me throughout and you will continue to be so. So the question before us is any advice that can be of uh, help to all these good people that uh, have gathered for this presentation today. 
There we go. Let's see what we got. <laughs> okay. Uh, can you see it? It's a little, whoops, a little bit dark. Let's see if I can turn one of the lights a little clearer. Oh, it's beautiful communicator. Oh. And again, each card has a theme that's written across the top. Yeah, I can't read that part. What is the theme? Uh, message. Message. Message, yeah. Messages, excuse me. So this is uh, an acute time, what I get from this. Also, there's a guidebook, like with, uh, I think, almost all Oracle cards, too. You can read a little bit more in-depth kind of a message and a little bit more about communication and communicator. That's how it's designed in the guidebook. There's stuff about the, the, uh, the ancestor, and then there's uh, the message that comes from the ancestor. And uh, see what you get, Marilyn. Let me just comment quickly. Um, this is a very there's a there's a big word propitious you know oh boy that sounds fancy you know a little arrogant to use big words like that there's no need for that you know say it simply but this is a really uh, important time right now to pay attention to omens and signs that's what's being said through this uh, particular vehicle from this ancestor the communicator uh, to uh, speak your truth too there's a little difference speak your truth or just keep a silence you know make your choice there but be willing to speak your truth and stretch yourself a, a bit with that truth. You know, you're going to feel a little vulnerable if you're taking some risks with it. It is not about being right. Okay, That's not the point or being wrong. It's really just putting it out there and then let go of attachment to any response or outcome or how it's received. That's really important. Kindness comes to mind. I hear the word kindness too. say it with kindness, you know, speak it with kindness. Yeah, it, this is a real, a really important time to pay attention to signs. You know, you look at a little bird and spirit animals, you know, omens, messages, uh, guide, guides, etc. that you receive. You, what do you get? Anything, Marilyn? You want to add anything? I'm actually just going to receive your message because it is perfect for me. So I want to thank you so much. I mean, the only thing that I would say was how you talked about how people can communicate with their own guidance, but. I don't want to touch it. What you said was absolutely in the cards are beautiful. So no, oh, thanks. Yeah. So that's a sample anyway. I loved it. Okay. I loved it. I'm buying Thank the card. You, Marilyn. God bless you. And Thanks. I don't use cards uh, that much anymore, you know, except for I teach right away. So thank you. So we're going to go off private to membership of your soul. If you want to find out about Dr. Stephen Farmer, please do go check out his website and support his work. He's great. Go to drstephenfarmer.com. If you're interested in membership of your soul, he's going to be revisiting his class, Healing uh, Ancestral Karma, next month in March. So get in there now, and then he'll be doing a special Q&A for our members. So you can go to joinsoul.com or membershipforyoursoul.com, membershipforyoursoul.com. Thank you, everyone, on Facebook and in the podcast. Um, I'm going to stop the live stream. So that was great. This is when we just take a couple of minutes. I don't want to take too long because we went over on the interview. I love that card. I'm not going to get into my story because I want to let this for the members, but so beautiful. Um, Sandra said incredible class because she's done your class. So if anybody has any questions for Dr. Farmer, uh, you can either raise your hand. I'll probably have time for one or two at the most or, and he can do readings, whatever you want to do. Um, Stephen, it's up to you. Sure. I actually love okay. that yes, reading. Sir. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we have Sandra Paley. Whoops, wait, I'm uh, I went to the wrong person. Okay, go ahead, Sandra. You're allowed to talk. Hi, I was just going to bask in the energy of you, Dr. Steenwood Farmer, and of course the beautiful Marilyn Loria. However, when she said readings, I would love a reading from you, sir. 
please and thank you. Patricia, okay, let's see. No, no, this is Sandra. Uh, Sandra. Sandra, okay, Sandra is with the image here. That's you, Sandra, right? Yeah. Okay, sorry about that. Uh, I saw Patricia's name there. Yeah, I hit it by accident. No, that's cool. Let's see what we got here. Again, thank you, ancestors. That's a wild card, the image. Um, here it is, inventor. And the key word is ingenuity. And this is, speaking of creative expression and, and creativity, you're being, you maybe even started it, it's kind of a sense I get, but um, I get a feeling there's, uh, um, I get a, a sense that there is something that you've started, I, something you've done, um, created with your hands. I'm not sure what it is, but something that's really innovative and, and um, really, I think, is going to lead the charge, so to speak, to inspire other people, too. And what is being said by the ancestor through this particular vehicle is um, it says ingenuity, but it's also your intuition, you know, really trust where you're guided to, to go with this and uh, keep keep going with it. You know, don't don't give up. That's uh, that's another important message. I hear that in my head. Uh, don't give up on it, you know, continue to sorry, drifted there, but you see the picture and you can see how this guy is just like got stuff popping all over, you know, in his mind as to what he wants to do. But you focus on that one project. I think that's going to be really critical that you finish it. It's going to bring other kinds of rewards that you couldn't even anticipate at this point. Thank you so much. Very poignant and very on on point. Appreciate it. Okay, good, good. Thanks, ancestors. Extremely on point for Sandra. Like, you know. Sandra, did you show up that card again, Stephen? This is when I will say oh, something. Shoot, I just shuffled, so. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. Sandra, did you, I mean, come on, it's everything you're doing. You make things with a cane. You know, you make things, you're writing, you're creating. She does yeah. mediumship work. It was perfect for you. Oh, good. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right, cool, I love it. Yeah, no, that was perfect. Um, come on, there's, is anybody shy? Let's get another reading in because I'm getting a lot out of this. I don't go for readings anymore, but I love the way you read. So it's Thanks. just for me, he has such, I would really encourage because he does readings and stuff. I'm going to start, I haven't seen you in a while, so it's good. So I'm so glad because I can recommend you too, because people ask me sometimes. Um, I love the way you read because you read with power mm. and you read with, um, for me, it's the channel. You definitely have information just coming through you besides the fact that you're using your cards and it's so right on. And it's very action oriented, which I like too. It's not like you you empower the person. That's what's important to me when people do readings and they're empowering the person and, and pushing them along on their journey and giving them places yeah. to go. I love that. Well, thank you. Yeah, no, it's, uh, these are like a springboard. They're really just like a uh, let's jump into the pool and see what shows up. You know, that, that's what it uh, is for me. And you're absolutely right. I just got, I've learned over the years to get myself out of the way. Yeah. Okay, back to, go back there, the back of the classroom. Yeah, it's great. So now we have Jane. Jane, what would you like to know? I would like a general reading. This would be awesome. And particularly, what do the grandmothers have to tell me? Okay, we got two questions there. One is a reading. Well, I can do a reading without the cards if you want. That that could work. Do but whatever you're comfortable with. I don't want to put you like I'm just. Let me, so let me draw a card excited. just to see. Yeah. And in that, let me ask the grandmothers. Grandmothers. 
uh, thank you for expressing and offering any words of wisdom uh, through this particular vehicle and um, letting me know loud and clear any other information to pass along to this good woman, Jane. Wow. Well, holy one. Okay, that's an interesting one. This is one of the archetypal ones. Let's see if you can see it. Yeah. Holy one. Inspiration is the theme or the key word there. Jane, you're in transition right now. <laughs> Shall I say to be one of the grandmothers mm. and associating with one of the associating with what we'll call the clan, you know, the grandmothers. I know in my downloads I spoke of um, sometimes what uh, the ones that show up, they call themselves the ancestral council. You know, I, I don't know, I, I don't get any vision of them or anything like that, but there is an energy or a power more accurately in that. That's my dog saying, hey, it's dinner time. <laughs> right on the nose, four o'clock, sorry. <laughs> Got distracted there for a moment. Anyway, back into that frame. Um, that's what this is saying to you, the Holy One. In other words, to provide inspiration, you know, to bring forth that inspiration. And it doesn't have to come just from you. You know, it really comes from your relationship with this grandmother uh, council or the grandmothers, the elders. Uh, very, very important. Notice the image there, too, is one of uh, a fellow meditating, you know, looking out at the sky and the beauty of the earth. And that's something that's really important. In fact, sourcing your inspiration from the elements of the earth, the nature spirits, etc., I think is going to be real important in this phase, in this transition that's going on for you. So um, I trust that's useful. So it's a matter of uh, developing that relationship. Um, it's already started, so it's not about initiating it. You're already aware of it. But it's also about developing that, like any relationship, you know, make, checking in, you know, saying hi, calling them up, you know, that sort of thing. They're going to be a source of incredible inspiration for you. Wow. And you're inspiring others, too. That's, oh, that's really great. Makes sense, doesn't it? Yes, it, it does. It really does. It's perfect for her. She's about <laughs> to write another book. She's today. She was like struggling a little bit, needing to go out to nature and and the grandmother entered everything. Jane, I would go back and listen to that reading because it is so perfect for where we what we were talking about today in the soul session and what we've been talking about in Soul Finder Academy. Oh, thank you so much. No, you're very welcome. Happy to do so. Oh, that is so great. So I went to your website to try to purchase them and those cards aren't on your website. Oh, I will look into that right away. Um, yeah. They are, uh, I'm pretty sure they're, yeah, they have to be available at Amazon. So yeah, mm -hmm. Sandra just bought them already on Amazon. So Sandra, if you have that link up, if you could share it, because I'm definitely buying them. That'd be great. Yeah, I would love that. And just so you know, and then Sandra and Jane, are you okay with me putting this whole thing on the podcast? Because I want people to see how Stephen reads, which is really quite beautiful. And I'll do an intro to this because I am very, my, my community knows I'm very strict about like readings and I love the way you read. I feel like you're so gifted. Oh, thank you. I, I mean that for my heart. Well, that means a lot. Thank you. Coming from you, especially, it means a lot. Thank you. Well, thank you. Yes. yes. Jane, you're okay. Great. And Sandra said she's okay. Great. Um, I know your dog wants to eat, but 
Does anybody want one more? Because I'm just loving basking in the energy. And if not, we'll we'll let him go. Well, mostly I want to say let my puppy dog in. Samson. Okay. Mm -hmm. Seems like my other puppy dog, I should say. Uh, I think we're good. I don't think anybody else <coughs> is asking for one. Does anybody want one? Raise your hand now, because now's the chance. And she just shared. Thank you, Sandra, for sharing that because I want to buy them. So excited. Can't wait to play with them. Oh, they're fun. Yeah. That's the American one. Okay, great. Okay, we have one more hand raised. We're just going to take one more. Okay. Is that okay with you, Stephen? Yeah, yeah. Let's, I'm just, let's do it. Okay, so I'm the person I, I'm going to pick Gia because you're first who raised your hand. Um, just know that I'm going to put this on the podcast as well because I really want people to experience his energy in his readings. Okay, so Gia, for some reason, it's not letting me tell you. There it is. Hold on. There you go. Hi, Gia. Hello there. So a, uh, I'll pull a card and see what jumps out. How's that? Thank you. I just bought them. Thank you, ancestors. Thank you for a message that's clear, straightforward, and supportive of this good woman, Gia. I, I, you know, I want to refer to what I was talking earlier about the body too. It's just I pay attention to what's going on in my body, you know, when I do the reading and go into this deep relaxation. The first thing I felt though was like a surge, just sort of an echo of emotion. So, Gia, you know, what I get is that you're going through a very emotional time. You know, that resonates. Uh, that's how I'm wired these days. Is I, I resonate with someone when I'm focused on them and uh, often experience things like that in my own body. I don't end up, you know, just bawling and crying because I can't do that. You know, I've got a role here, but I do get, I do recognize a surge. Feels like grief, like there's been a loss recently. That's the first thing that comes to mind. Uh, it's, loyalty. I, I don't know what that means, but loyalty comes up. That word comes to mind. I haven't even gotten to the card yet, so we'll see what happens loyalty and support 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 like i was saying about resources but support you give a lot to others gia you really god bless you you do you give a lot to others and it's time to receive it's really important to receive so let me see what we got <laughs> gardener <laughs> i love it cultivation <laughs> In Northern Hemisphere, springtime's just around the corner. It feels like it's already here, like winter's over, but uh, springtime's just around the corner. So literally, take it literally, too, to do some gardening and cultivation. And then the metaphor for that, too, is to cultivate those, um, those support systems. You know, be able to uh, be willing to call a friend and say, hey, you know, can we go get a cup of coffee or something or some tea? Or can we just go for a walk? you know, through the forest or the beach or something like that. Get out in nature. Um, I, I almost needless to say, but you will get through this. It's not not something that's going to stop you from doing, you know, from doing your purpose. It feels like a setback, but the truth is it's not. <laughs> and what um, the, the larger um, expand, I, my, my hands are doing this as you Maybe you, I think you can see them. Mm -hmm. 
but there's an expansiveness that's going on, meaning you're going to be in touch with some new people, some new resources. And what you have to offer to the to the world is going to expand. That's part of it, too. That's what's going on. So journal, I hear that, too. I think it's important for you to be able to write down. Try the poem thing. It's a trip. Set a timer for 10 minutes and just write. You know, don't think don't think that's the thing about 10 minutes is can't think, you know, you just write. So I think that would be a really good exercise for you and also be able to maybe address the grief or the, the, the grief and the sense of loss that you have. And it feels like you're on like the like the cycle has gone through. You've been in the darkness and now you're coming back out, you know, going up the hill again, so to speak. And in that suffering that has occurred for you, um, there are gifts and you are and you will continue to discover the gifts of, of that period of time for you. And yeah, gardening, specific gardening, get your hands in the dirt. Get your hands in the dirt, woman. <laughs> Come on, yeah, get your get it under the fingernails. It's okay, you know, take your shoes off, go barefoot, you know, just, you know, feel the energy of the earth because the etheric plane that you're familiar with, or what I'm, the celestial plane, that's you're familiar with. You got that part down. Now it's like oh, getting reacquainted with uh, our earth mother. Thank you. Very accurate. Thank you so much, Dr. Oh, yeah, Park. Glad to hear that. Thank you, ancestors, again. It's extremely accurate. And I don't want to go into Gia's story because this is going to be put out in my podcast. Yeah. She has going through exactly what you said. Gia, don't you agree? I agree 100%. Yeah. And my word this year was either cultivate or nourish. I've been playing <laughs> with the two. So thank you. Both. Thank you very much. Yes. Keep them both. Keep them both. You know, it's okay to have two words for the year. Thank you. <laughs> and it, and You're welcome. Yeah. The loss and everything. It's so perfect for her. So on your website, so he's using, I want everybody to hear this. I don't want to repeat this to the podcast. Um, the messages from the ancestors Oracle cards with Sandra and I just bought right away. <laughs> They're amazing. And also your readings and everything you do. So go to drstephenfarmer.com. Um, I don't see your readings on here. I see free ones that you play with. Uh, yeah, what I do is occasionally, I mean, a, a consultation, I can do readings in the consultations. Um, that's always a possibility or the mentorship. Um, what I have not set up, I've been, um, shall we say, incredibly busy, you know, in a yeah. good way, in a good sense of the word because of the projects. And then now it's interviews and such like that, you know, that's filling up the calendar. Oh, yeah. And then there's personal time, too, you know, and laughter. I, what I do for my my creative expression lately is improv. You know? Oh, I love it. Have you done? Yeah, I was actually a lead in an off-Broadway play that was mostly improv. I love oh my it. God. Okay, it's so yeah. great. Talk about writing on your feet. Good for you. Yeah, no, it's great. I've been doing it off and on for a few years. So uh, and now I'm involved because I've got a little more time to do it. That's my creative expression. Like I was saying earlier, it's just uh, yeah, you, you've done it. You were in the, the off-Broadway play. Yeah, but I don't want to take away from the power of what you're saying right now, because here we're talking to somebody who does this incredible magical work. And you talked about this before, having fun, doing something different, doing something joyful, and you're doing improv, which is not, doesn't have, it's going to feed everything into your work, right? But it doesn't have to be directly related. Nope. Nope. It's, uh, it's for fun. You know, yeah. number one, that's the whole point, fun. 
and also the the willingness to look stupid and fail and get over it real quick <laughs> you know the coaches and the teachers they always say that you know be willing to fail it's not a big deal just move on yeah. you know, move on so that's a life lesson right there take a chance and if it works great if it doesn't work move on that's I a good that. that's a good lesson for everybody a good reminder yeah I don't agree. dwell don't dwell on you know uh and believe me uh i've looked stupid and i have learned to get over it very quickly and not go oh my god i look stupid well, what am i going to do you know that was terrible no 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 stop it whining Stephen. enough of that get on <laughs> or if i may say so a friend and a dear beloved mentor of mine uh, years ago if i can say it's it got a little profanity in it but it's not terrible he yeah. said you know Stephen, most things in life are ah shit Oh, well, it's <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> I've added, how long does it take to get to the oh, well? <laughs> that, I agree. I agree. <laughs> I'll leave that with you guys. You know, oh, shit, I love you. that. Thank awesome. you. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I've yeah. learned a lot of that in tennis, too. And it's you're great. Like you do get to the oh, shit. And it does take a bit to get to the oh, well, because the. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let <laughs> it go. Let it go. No, I'm not ready to let it go. Let I it know. Go. <laughs> Oh, um, thank you so much. Is there anything you want to leave us with? But everybody, I really do encourage you. Jane just bought the cards too, to check out his website and everything he's got going on at Dr. Stephen, and that's S-T-E-V-E-N. And check out the show notes if you're listening on the podcast, drstephenfarmer.com. You hear what a delight he is and how he can help you to really take your dreams and put them into action. And I really want to suggest to everyone that they check him out. I'm a big fan of his work. Is there anything you'd like to leave us with? I think the one I just said a while ago, I want to leave that with everybody. <laughs> you Say know, it again. Yeah, I shed oh well, you know, get get to the oh well, you know, as soon as you can, you know, whatever it takes. You got a lot of resources already. You know, you wouldn't be here on the planet if you didn't. So just draw upon those resources that have helped you survive. Uh, think about what we talked about with trauma and trauma recovery. There's, it, it, there's so much available right now to do so. And last but not least, creative expression, you know, have fun like improv you know have fun play tennis you know and then you get to again forgive yourself real quickly you know if you mess up let it go oh shit oh well all right next so i'll leave you i'll leave everyone with that thanks everyone for uh joining the the uh presentation today too enjoyed it Marilyn. god yeah it's great seeing you and, and work i don't even call this work playing with you again yeah <laughs> same here same here i'm trying to i'm thinking in my i know you're busy but i'm like mm, we're gonna do something else so i, I have that same feeling Marilyn. Yeah. yeah we'll be in touch okay great I love that thank you so much thank you oh, everyone awesome. much love to you, you thank you bye-bye